Hello everybody, my name is Lanzarinus, thanks for the episode 207 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. Beef, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. Give me honor and glory, Father, as we continue to uh, do podcasts, Lord. What a blessing it is to once again gather, Father, and uh, just have a great discussion, conversation in regard uh, in regards uh, to the Christian life, Lord. Um the obstacles we face in this world, Lord, and ultimately, Father, uh, fighting to stand on, on your truth, the truth of your word, Father. I pray, Lord, that as uh, me and the brain continue to discuss and uh, bring up different points and just have a conversation in regard to uh, a Christian's life in this world, Lord, and how we need to depend on, on your word, Father, and on each other, Lord, uh, so that we can continue living life, Lord. I pray that you, this podcast blesses those that hear it, Father. Also, Father, that uh, they can refer it, Father, to those that uh, might be blessed and edified by this discussion, Lord. We thank you for uh, the brain's life. I pray that you continue to bless his life. He's a busy man out there in the East Coast, Lord. I pray that you continue uh, to have your hand upon him, Father, with all his endeavors, Father. And uh, it's just uh, great to see, Lord, how well involved he is in his community, Lord. What a blessing it is. Other than that, Lord, may uh, this be honoring, glorifying to your name, Lord. And uh, let us continue to be blessed as we continue to uh, podcast. Lord, what a blessing that we're able to do this. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Brain, br- 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 brain, br- brain. That's kind of when I tried to log in and I was going, eh, 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 eh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were having some <laughs> folks at the beginning trying to, we kept getting popping sounds as we were trying <clears throat> to podcast, but we got it resolved. We because, got it. Because the beef is the brain when it comes to the technical side of this thing. <laughs> I, I try. I, I just push <laughs> buttons and, you know, smack the, the PC on the side. Well, what and, if, well, and what if you do? Just don't push the red one and find out what it is. <laughs> Detonation. <laughs> the whole thing goes, right? All I remember is being a kid and, and, and that gigantic television that we had, you know, it would not, you know, it would not receive the channels quite well. I remember dad getting up and going, poof. And it was <laughs> there. It is. There's a picture. <laughs> so you remember the rabbit ears? I remember the rabbit ears, bro. Did, did you ever put aluminum foil on them? Oh, absolutely! Come oh, on, yeah. everybody did that. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, you got better reception. Yeah. Now we upgraded to an, an outside antenna on top of the house. So Dad yeah. used to toss me on top of the of the roof in our house, and all right, turn it. East or turn it west, yeah, and there I, I am trying to move this you antenna. Just right. You went yeah. too far. Go back, go back, and there I am turning the other way, bro. It oh, could be no, raining, it could be. Back. I'm moving that antenna up there. <laughs> You're bringing back so many memories. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you know, you did it too. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I remember <laughs> antennas, bro. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you what, let me ask you a couple questions real quick. This will uh-huh. be fun for the audience. What are a pair of pliers for? When you lost the dial on your television, <laughs> a pair of pliers was so you can turn the channels. 
Exactly. There was and, and guess what? When that dial was missing, bro, it was like you had to watch the screen to make sure you went to the right channel. You know how they usually put the channel and they put channel eight either in a corner or somewhere yep. or channel 10, you know, California and San Diego is kind of the same channels and that we were getting in Mexico. But yeah, bro, that was our dialer. <laughs> I tell you, people, the folks who were born in the 2000s must think we rode dinosaurs to school or something now. <laughs> Oh yeah! Anytime I get to share a story to uh, with my kids, bro, they look at me like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, yeah, you were prehistoric or something. Like, I was like, "You guys don't know nothing. The struggle was real." Prehistoric. <laughs> I had somebody ask, bro. The most fun. Uh huh. I had a kid kid ask me one time if I was born in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> Oh no, that's funny, bro. The most fun we've had, my wife and I, my wife, when my daughter was a teenager, yes. Um, you know, she was all into listening to music. The best thing we ever did, my wife handed her her original Walkman cassette tape Walkman. Oh, yeah, handed it to my daughter, and my daughter looked at it and, like, what's this? Hey, I remember a track. I, I, I was gonna a track. My dad had his van with gigantic a track, and you you know who yep. played? It was Keith Green on a big old gigantic a track. Keith Green on Keith Green on a big old gigantic, and oh, uh, what was the other artist? Clark. I can't remember his name. Something Clark. He sang all the old hymns. And he would just, <laughs> and then it would start going. Rrr, rrr. Oh yeah, it goes a hand. Boom. <laughs> Back to the normal scene. <laughs> <clears throat> okay what's uh, one more question mm-hmm. what's a pencil for what's a pencil for what what is a pencil used for oh well there's many uses to the pencil but uh, which uh, oh overall no no it, there's a in relation to what we're talking about uh, to television slash radios yeah you know, tapes and eight tracks and cassettes and all yeah. that what would uh, a pencil be used for? You can wind. <clears throat> you can use it to wind a cassette, right? Yes. Or yeah. you used to. You're used to use it so you can sneak in there and then pull the uh, pull the tape, the tape out, out of the, when it got stuck in the uh, in the yeah in the machine. So you get in there, you use the pencil, and get this. You used to. Uh, 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 you had to. Uh, you can't just use any pencil. You had to sharpen the pencil first, <laughs> so you can get the pointy. And inside and be able to pull that tape out. You, you know what we've just done, brother? What's that? We just lost the 30 and under viewers. And they're gone, bro. And, they're and, gone. They're like, if we don't gained, even know what they're talking about. And this, 50 and over. <laughs> this podcast turned for the worst. I don't know what happened with these two, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sure. That was memory lane. How do we get to this point of memory lane? Yeah. <laughs> So the forties were kind of in between, so they may or may not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> be absolutely. Of these things, so yeah, but yeah. folks, we did not plan the podcast to start like this. Let me tell you, this was no. not the plan. <laughs> I'm half batty. I just came out of the city council meeting, so. <laughs> well, tell us what is this whole council meeting about? Since where you said it now. What are you involved with, bro? Come on. Well, mostly they're dealing with the with city development issues, zoning issues. Um, but wait, wait, wait! Explain what you're doing in Cal with 
uh, council meeting. I'm uh, well, well, come come uh, in July. I'll be putting my name as in as a candidate for city council. Bro, no, well, I don't think we ever oh. mentioned it on a podcast. But well, bro, what a blessing for folks. The brain is running <clears throat> for council, and he's been attending meetings. And tonight, you say you had a meeting, and there was trying to deal with uh, zoning and stuff like that, right? Zoning issues. Um, they have an eight hundred page zoning 800. guideline. Yeah, and the reason you have zoning guidelines is because of the Fifth Amendment. Oh, Fifth Amendment. So blame the Fifth Amendment, folks, if you're having zoning issues in your city. Yeah. A thing called a thing called the takings clause in the Fifth Amendment is where we get eminent domain, mm. where government can come in and you know tear a house down and build a freeway over. over right. It, right. Right. That actually happened to me in San Diego. You know, one twenty-five mm-hmm. went out for Chula Vista, Spring yes. Valley area. Yes. I was renting a house at the time. Uh-huh. And we were told we had to get out of the house because we're going to build 125 through there. And it took up, it, it took the property that I was on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> government I remember eminent that. domain. So it's, yeah. Government can do that if it's for, if it meets the qualification of being for the public good. <clears throat> the courts have been quite lenient. Yeah. Unfortunately on that and they've they've stretched it in my opinion too far but mm, interesting it's it comes out of the fifth amendment and um so i'll just give a brief synopsis if you want me to yeah so what go happens for it. is so people can kind of understand what happens in their own little municipalities what happens is 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 that out of the fifth amendment the courts through case law have interpreted uh, the takings clause when it comes to the question of how far can a city council or a county supervisors, uh, you know, more local municipalities, how far can they go when it comes to private property rights? Mm. In other words, how far can they go as far as allowing or not allowing uh, development right. on property? Well, to make a a very long constitutional class uh, to squeeze it into a couple of minutes. Basically, um, the courts have said that there, because of the concept of nuisance, in other words, you cannot develop your property so that it becomes a nuisance to the community. Mm. Uh, my neighbor across the street can't tear his house down and say, I'm going to put a landfill here. Uh, that would be a nuisance, and so that would be that's why you have zoning laws mm-hmm. is to prevent that kind of thing from happening. Mm. And zoning laws are legal; they are constitutional under that clause in the Fifth Amendment. So, <clears throat> so the courts have looked at it uh, from two different directions. One is economic development, and the other one is um, common law. So these are two different angles that the courts have come in, and these are di- this is a disagreement be- between the justices and the courts. Uh, the economic development concept says that you cannot prevent a property owner from uh, benefiting from economic development on his land. Mm-hmm. However, you can zone the land and say, here's the restrictions. Okay. Right. 
right? Right. So, so you can't you can't say I'm going to build a Walmart in the middle of a residential, you know, on on the cul-de-sac of a residential area because it's not zoned for business; it's zoned for residents, right? For single-family mm-hmm. homes, that type of thing. So that that helps to bring community cohesiveness. Oh, uh, okay. Right. The other side <clears throat> says, well, even you know, it really economic development's good, but it's it doesn't go far enough. They say, right? You have to go back to common law, where the concept of private property actually came into effect, and common mm-hmm. law predates the Constitution. As a matter of fact, the concept of pro- private property in the Fifth Amendment was based upon common law, mm. and that was common English law, which developed um, long before our constitution was written. So <clears throat> they're saying um, just because it impacts economic development, I mean, that's, yeah, we agree with that, but we need to go further and say there is private property rights that, you know, we need to really restrict government on what they can do as far as telling property owners what to do. So there's two different factions in the courts. Now, <clears throat> There's a thing called trespass of government when it comes to private property. If if you're going to um, tell a property owner, okay, mm-hmm. you we're not going to allow you to develop your property, a, a, even though you're trying to do it within the confines of the zoning laws. You're you're obeying the zoning laws, and you want to develop within those confines. We as as a city, the city council can't say no. We don't want you to develop. Mm. Because that would be uh, in the uh, in case law that would be considered trespass by the government. In other words, the government would be trespassing upon private land. Yeah. By telling the private landowner, we're not allowing you to develop. Mm. So there's the economic development argument. Yeah, right. Out of the courts, right? right. So, I mean, you can see how complicated this gets. And so that's why they develop zoning laws. You have city attorneys that understand all of this stuff, and they can assist the city council, the mayor, the city manager, with developing these zoning laws so that you can have that cohesiveness within the community, prevent Mm -hmm. nuisance, but also not trample on the private property rights of the property owner. Mm. So you can see how complicated and difficult that can get when you have specific issues come up, okay? Mm, so like tonight, okay. there was a property owner who happened to know, he, he goes to my church, who wanted to do a, a conditional use on his land, but he went about it the wrong way. He, be, he actually began to develop the land before he checked with the planning zone, uh, the, mm. the planning committee, and then the city council, so he kind of put the cart in front of the horse yeah and yeah yeah so the city council kind of took him to task on that a little bit and so did his neighbors and uh, so you can see how the meeting probably yeah. there's contentiousness but everybody in there was, was very very cordial toward each other which is really nice and um but that's good to hear because i was going to ask you not only that yeah. hearing that some of these people attend your church uh, right. You know, how do those meetings go? You know, is, is and you just said it, you know, cordial and very cordial, uh, respectful, I mean, I'm of, assuming. Right. And this is this is small town America. I mean, these, yeah. these most of these folks attend church. Right. And the folks that, uh, has, you know, that 
was speaking with this gentleman about, okay, here's our concerns. Mm-hmm. They've known him for, you know, 20, 25 years. Yeah, right. So they had know? a long relationship already. Well, they have, they've had a long, good standing relationship. And, um, and he was very gracious back toward them, which makes it a really nice meeting. But... <clears throat> But there's still that issue. So they had to table it and say, we're going to have to consider these these mm-hmm. concerns because what the, the neighbors are bringing up is nuisance. You know, we, mm-hmm. we're concerned about traffic. We're concerned about dust. We're concerned about safety. We're concerned about these other things, which right. were legitimate mm-hmm. concerns. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right? And so, you know, the question before them now is, how do we address those concerns and still yeah. allow this person to have economic development on this property right, right. Uh, with a special zoning permit. Um, but it's uh, like seasonal. And it's the, what he, what he was proposing was really, really nice. I mean, it was, sure. you know, an avenue where people could come in and have weddings and things like that on his property. Oh, it's cool. it's really beautiful. He set it up really nice. It's not like you're putting up a McDonald's. The mm, total I see. concept, you know, it, yeah. this is this is very very nice. It'd be very nice for the community, but but you've got to deal with these issues. So you can yeah. see, folks, how how government and issues like this can become quite complicated, mm-hmm. and how they have to have to be reasoned uh, with some wisdom. Yeah, yeah. So, well, by the sounds of it, Lloyd, it seemed like you're all sat together, reasoned together, and kept uh you know whatever as much as you could close to the law and able to talk things out and uh you know work out these zoning issues that's uh, that's a blessing because you don't see that everywhere bro <laughs> let's be no, honest no, no it's because <coughs> my excuse me corruption is what you see absolutely absolutely and you see, uh, these developers kind of owning the council and the council just doing mm-hmm. whatever right wants. you know who's who and what's po- and who's po- <laughs> right that's and who's not pocket the case. right so yeah, yeah, that's not the case here. This council, um, they're on the up and up. Oh, that's a that's a I've, blessing. I've, I've had an eye on eye on them for a while now, and they're they're definitely on the up and up, and they're they're doing a good job. Oh, praise the Lord! Good stuff. Good but to hear that's that. That's what you want. You want integrity yeah. in government. That's oh, what people absolutely. That's what's you know, been they, missing I'm, in the government: integrity. There's no integrity. Oh, you know, there's no. And if there is, it's drowned you know, way under the non-integrity, right? So, right. no, but that's a, bro, thank you for that. That was a blessing to hear. Folks, my, my brother, the brain, he is running for city council and what a blessing to hear, you know, good things within a government meeting, within, you know, a place where, you know, you have folks that worship together on Sunday and do business throughout the week. Uh, from a you know a point of view where they respect each other, they reason together, and they just mm-hmm. cordially work things out. What a blessing! What a difference, huh? What a difference! Right. I want to apologize beforehand. I've been fighting off a little bit of a cold, so if you hear me cough here and there, I apologize. Hopefully, the mic doesn't pick it up too bad. But anywho, the show goes on, bro. Guess what? What's up? You, you well, I mean, I, you've heard uh, switching gears. I know we're going from this subject to. You okay, heard first to second. Okay, go first to second. We're running <laughs> across second to third. That's what we're doing. Uh, all right, all right. <clears throat> Obviously, you heard of polygamy, right? You know what polygamy yes. is, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Involves having multiple spouses, right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard polyamory? See, now you brought this 
you just hit me with this just a few moments ago. And I wanted to hit you again, so I can want to see your reaction once again. And I, I had no clue what – I had never heard of that term before. Folks. I had no clue what it was. It was priceless, his face. Like, Polly, and what? And uh, it's, that's – you know, it involves having multiple sexual partners. So – and I'll read a little bit here. I got I got something for you, and I want to. We'll bring it, we'll reel, reel it into more of uh, the biblical concept of uh, marriage, obviously, which is we're going to have to talk about. But just here, here's how polyamory, polygamy, and polyandry differ, and what to expect. Just a little quick of what's the difference. So polyamory involves having multiple intimate partners at once, whereas polygamy refers specifically to being married to multiple partners. Polyandry and polygyny are forms of polygamy. And in some of these forms, you're talking uh, uh, confusion because there's a whole non-gender thing involved and there's homosexual relationships involved. So you kind of get the point and we're not going to jump deep in that. So, short answer, polyamory, the act of having an intimate relationship with more than one person at the same time. A polyamorous person uh, might have uh, or might be open to having multiple romantic partners. Polygamy, on the other hand, involves being married to multiple partners. So, with that set up, uh, there's the push for polyamory here and has been predicted. So, I was reading this article and it says back in 2004, a collection of voices warned of the consequences of normalizing homosexuality. And have we seen that take a full effect? Yes, we have. Right. It says yes. they were often mocked and, and dismissed for predicting how so-called gay marriage would usher in all kinds of other perversions. Last month, after three national news publications ran stories praising polyamory, these critics now seem like prophets, though their predictions should have seemed obvious to all. The slope really was slippery after all. In the New York Times version, a polyamorous mom had a big sexual adventure and found herself. The New York <clears throat> magazine sported a cover photo of four cute snuggling cats beneath the headline, Polyamory, a practical guide for the curious couple. The USA Today gave readers a crash course in the supposedly misunderstood polyamorous subculture known as swingers. We've heard of swingers, right? We there's yeah, been, docu- been around a long time. Yeah, yeah, there's been documentaries done about swingers. There's been you know all kinds sure. of everything that has to do with swingers, right? So, and it right. says for the blessedly uninitiated, polyamory is the practice of having more than one sexual partner. In other words. It is what was called until yesterday promiscuity. Promiscuity. However, as with each prior stop on the slippery slope of undefining marriage and the family, this one also abounds with creative euphemisms like open relationships, non-monogamy, triples, swingers, and worst of all, polycules. The New York Times article listed a bevy of new TV shows movies, and books promoting promoting polyamory as fun and even beneficial, a journey of self-discovery that could liven up your marriage, whatever that word still means in this context. Fawning over the middle-aged mom who published her polyamory exploits in a memoir, the Times explained that 
By opening her marriage, she cast off internalized sexism and her tendency to put others' needs before her own. Wow, such a nice lady, you know. Oh, boy. That, um, la- that last part is certainly true. It's hard to think of anything more selfish than the imply you're not enough at the heart of polyamory. So you get a picture of what polyamory. Yeah, yeah, got it. And got it. Mm-hmm. this article is so true because, brother, even flipping through, you know, movies or documentaries, you know, whatever uh, uh, um, TV application you use, there's more and more things you see regarding polyamory, whether it's via books written that became a movie, documentaries, or even uh, those, um, um, uh, what do you call them? Those live shows that, uh, you know, they follow you with a camera, uh, 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 right. a, a reality show. So <clears throat> it has right. to do with polyamory. Now, it's gotten to the point, bro, that in some Christian circles, it's even accepted. Hmm. So um, to paint you a picture of you leave a crack open, right? With bad theology, misunderstanding, uh, you know, given to into your own uh, uh, sexual desires, that little crack open, bro, it will permeate right through. And you can create your own fantasy uh, and thinking that polyamory is right. Because, you know, after all, God wants you happy, right? Oh my goodness! What Christian you know where circles? I'm going with this, bro? Uh, you know I know where exactly where you're going. Yeah, what Christian circles are we talking about here? The more liberal theology, yeah, uh, okay. progressive theology, right? Okay. So any progressive church, and, mm-hmm. and in some aspects, some of these churches that are come as you are type of churches, right? Mm-hmm. So more on the you know liberal type of theology. <laughs> that's what we're looking at. All right, so here's the problem. They don't have a leg to stand on. But they um, said right there, bro, it's becoming this, popular. This really segues way into what I mentioned earlier that I really wanted yes. to talk about. I know right. you set that up. <laughs> um, but you used this to set it up. So <clears throat> here's the problem. When you take God out of the picture mm-hmm. of anything, whether it be sex, whether it be government, whatever it might be, you now have put yourself in a position where you cannot determine reality or truth. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, these liberal, this liberal Christianity, mm-hmm. I think they need to just take the name, the term Christianity and take it out of their, their description. Yeah. Because they're not Christian. Not in the historic sense mm. of the term Christianity, okay? Okay. Now, I mean, if you're looking at the epistles that Paul wrote to the church in the first century, you're looking at first at the Corinthian church, the Roman church, the you know the church at Ephesus and, and the, the Philippians and so forth, the Galatians. <clears throat> they would be a completely different um ask uh, a different um, view of christianity mm-hmm. than what liberal christians today would consider themselves i mean they are poles apart from each other mm-hmm. completely different animals okay i mean it's like i don't know if i could look at the car community it'd be like comparing you know a 69 dodge charger to a volkswagen beetle 
They're right. two completely different things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how far apart we are. We're, we're talking when it comes to this term of Christianity, when it comes to these liberal churches, because uh, they have taken the term Christian, taken it out of its historical context and its true meaning in Scripture, and turned it into something completely different. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so that's the first thing to establish. Second, though they believe in God, apparently, right? But what they've done is they've ripped God away from his principles and his concepts in Scripture, Mm -hmm. right? His doctrines, if you will. Doctrine, of course, means instruction. So God's instructions in Scripture are completely ripped away from this liberal liberal concept of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so what are they left with? If they've ripped away God's laws, his word, mm-hmm. then they've ripped away God himself from them. So the God that they worship is not the same God that's presented to us in the Bible. It's a completely, utterly different God. And it's a God that they have made up in their liberal Christian circles, and they made up this God apart from the reality of Scripture. Mm. Okay, are, are, are we tracking so far on this? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so, so that addresses the that the liberal Christian side of it. What we have here is a problem that I that I've seen in society that's raising its head again, and that is the concept that. <clears throat> Uh, really there is no God, or the God that exists is the God that I create in my own image. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it, it's not that we are made in his image, it's that he is made in our image. Mm, right. That's the God that they worship, right? You and I worship the God that we're made in his image. That's right. He's he's the determiner and the foundation of all these things. He determines truth, he determines reality. But in their world, their worldview, they are the determiner of truth and reality, mm-hmm. and God mm-hmm. is made in their image. So they create the God in their image that they want to have, and they give this God the attributes that they want this God to have. Mm-hmm. Right. And any attribute that goes against what they desire in their flesh well, that is an attribute that we cannot apply to this God that they've created out of thin air mm-hmm. uh, for the purpose of justifying their sin. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So, well, God wants us to be happy. Okay, but I don't worship that God. Yeah. That's not the God that I worship. That's a different God. That's that's an idol. Right. Right. right? Um, so, so we're talking two different things. We're in two different lanes. They're on one side of the river. We're on the, we're on the other side. And usually when they make mention, God wants me happy again, goes hand in hand with, with their liberal theology, their, you know, progressive theology, a biblical theology. It's not, God wants me happy. It's God wants me to be obedient and wants me to give him honor and glory and all things and be obedient to his word i read a verse 
I read Big a difference. verse today. Uh-huh. You talk, I'm going to look up this verse. Okay, here. absolutely. Therefore, that's the true biblical approach to this. It's what does God say in scripture? And Jesus addressed polygamy. Yes, there was polygamy in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, uh, certain situations where it was allowed, but it was never encouraged. And Jesus had an opinion about that as well in the New Testament. And everything came to a halt when uh, he compared the relationship between Christ and his church to the union covenant between man and woman, one man, one woman in covenant. Yeah, that's that's the God that we worship. Absolutely. And his word. Now listen to this. First Corinthians three. <clears throat> first first Corinthians chapter three. Mm-hmm. We'll begin with verse 16. Know you not that you are the temple of God? That means the Holy Spirit dwells in them. Mm. That, that's what makes them the temple. When that the Spirit of God dwells in you. If any man defiles the temple of God, him shall God destroy. Those are strong words. Very strong. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. In other words, because Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit dwells in the believer, that Mm -hmm. believer is a temple. And the temple is supposed to be holy. Christ said, be ye holy as I am holy. And when we do that which is contrary to Scripture, we are defiling the temple. Mm -hmm. So verse 18, Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seem to be wise in this world, see, wisdom in this world, that's the wisdom that the liberal churches have. Yeah. Let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he takes the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are, they are vain. And so you know, and this term that you were giving me earlier, it's, it's vanity, right? Absolutely. Polyamory. Multiple mm-hmm. sex partners, it's vanity. Polyamory. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Therefore, let no man glory in men. Uh-oh. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apostles or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. And that's the end of the chapter. Now, if we're the temple of God, think about that. I was thinking about this today, and it's it's a sobering thought. Mm -hmm. God, the creator of the universe, holy Mm -hmm. and righteous God, no sin in God at all. No mm-hmm. evil in God at all. That's Pure, right. clean, dwells within us when we accept Christ as our, when we know Christ as our Savior. Right? Mm-hmm. When when we actually have a true conversion to Christ and it's right. permanent, not the fake conversions or the, you know, or the I think I converted because I said a prayer, but I just still live, live like I, a heathen. You no, almost I, did it, but you were going to say yeah, I accepted Jesus Christ yeah. in my heart. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you cut yourself. I, I cut myself off. I do the same thing sometimes, yeah, bro. It's, old terms are hard to get rid of. But, hey, uh, yeah. but here's the thing. Um, when there's a true conversion, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us. That is right. 
And so, and so what do we do? We, we run out and we start defiling the temple. Mm-hmm. That's right. Our speech is not seasoned with salt. Our eyes view things they shouldn't view. Our thoughts are not always pure, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. we can go down the list, right, of all the different things that plague us when it comes to our battle against the flesh. That's right. And the evil that dwells in it. The Holy Spirit has to put up with that. Mm. Dwelling in us. We're the temple of God. He dwells in us. That should sober us up (laughs) to understand that polyamory or whatever it's called, Mm -hmm. that's defiling the temple. It's 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 like have you seen the have you seen the videos of is it France? I think it's France. Or it's Germany. One of the, I think it's maybe it's Germany, where they're having the big tractor protests, the farm protests. And oh, stuff. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I just recently saw that. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the countries, I think it's Germany. They've been, they've been. No, they it's France, actually, bro. In, they brought a big truck in, and they've been uh, like spreading me manure all over the streets and the buildings, and yeah, you know, have you seen that? I have seen there the ones that just yeah. just kind of throws it all out, throws it all <laughs> yep. out, yeah. Yeah, you know, kind of, kind of telling the politicians you all stink. Yeah, because <laughs> you're corrupt, yeah. right? Yeah, well, because of that, it wasn't the prime minister that sent out? I'm gonna have like a hundred thousand something soldiers to block all the farmers that were trying to, you know, do that more. And right, uh, it, it's been I, a mess. Yeah, I, I don't want to get too far afoot on that, uh-huh. but it's a great example of what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. what are they doing? They're using manure to defile. The government buildings. Uh-huh. Right. Right? Well, what do we do when we, de- when we defile the temple? It's mm. like we're throwing manure on it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we're throwing manure on the temple, right? Right. We, I mean, it's a horrible, horrible, smelly picture yeah, yeah. of what we do. Um, and these liberal Christians that are promoting this multiple sex partners because, you know, God would want us to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're throwing, they're throwing, they're just throwing manure all over the place. It's Absolutely. vile. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Now, the problem is, a lot, most of them are not temples. Mm, that's right. They're not truly, I, I don't think a lot of them are truly converted. Right. If they were, the Holy Spirit would be convicting them of their sin. Mm. Amen. Amen. The, the people who are the most aware of their sin are believers. And the yes. people who are the most, most aware of their sin are old believers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who've right. been around a long time, you know, right. because I'm even more aware of our Absolutely. Sin. And the Bible you says, uh, you know, true believers go astray for a season. Even if there's a Christian believer, uh, let's say, you know, I'm going to throw Alistair Begg because we just recently talked about Alistair Begg and, and his position, his advisor was bad counsel and he's being stubborn by not recanting, repenting. Now, true believers, even if they're stubborn, understands, they believe they're right and they're still wrong. I mean, eventually a true Christian, the Holy Spirit will convict you and eventually you will come back and repent. And and that's a, a, yeah, the action they're, they're, of a true Christian, right? Yeah, a, so, yeah. a, a non-Christian will never repent, never feel bad about it. Will just uh, curse you out for even yeah. trying to remind him that it's a sin, right? So there's a big difference in, in 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 how those things you know see play out. Yeah, that's correct. Exactly, exactly how. Now, what what's really 
you know, and when I was reading this and we segue into, you know, what you were talking about as far as man creating, you know, a God in their own image compared to us being confirmed God. to God's image. Right. Right. Is the fact it's not someone I expect that from non-believers. I expect that from the world pushing, you know, these sinful things, you know, polyamory and television shows and documentaries in regards to all this, which makes it all interesting. And you can the the, the, the important thing about these things. And I, and I tell people, hey, watch documentaries. It's OK. That way you can see a picture of what that spiritual bodies that spiritually act you know when they're dead and they're trespassed it's a good to know but at the same time it, it, it's it's hard to see when christians are adopting these things or so-called christians i use that very loosely uh, but you know it causes confusion because sometimes uh, like when we dealt with alistair Begg and the confusion he caused i've seen christians get a little confused even you know and, and these are christians that go to church and they're like hey bro what about this I mean, it seems legit, their argument. So you have to go above and beyond to explain the theology or explain the truth from the word of God first so that they can see the picture of how God intended it to be compared to, hey, don't look at what they're telling you and try to adopt it from that point of view, because then you're going to be confused and it's going to make you start questioning the word of God. Go the other way. Start from the word of God. What does he say first? Before you even contemplate, you know, trying to understand the world's point of view or a liberal theology, you know, point of view in regards to these things. So but it's I bring it up, brother, because it's, uh, you know, I, I was I was the article was written very good. The same two individuals that were crying out, hey, you let in homosexuality. It's going to create chaos. It's going to get to the point. This is what, 23 years ago, bro. Now it's like we're telling you about polyamory. It's this is what's going to happen. And the same thing happened again. So there's people out there, you know, working that say, Hey, these things are not good. Don't let them creep in into whatever your schools, your homes, your relationship, because they're bad. They're not going to be good. And, and, you know, as Christians, we need to be even wise in those things and discerning to be like, Hey, wait a minute. Yes. Let me question that. And let me check the word of God, what it truly says. Yeah, they, uh, these prophets <laughs> right. were not really. They weren't really prophets. No, they, they just knew. They just knew Romans one, uh, right? They right. understood. They understood the progression that Paul w- was talking about in Romans chapter one. Absolutely. And uh, and they just said that's easy. That's an easy prediction because it's yeah. laid out right there. I mean, yeah. laid out two thousand years ago. Absolutely. Ago, you know? It's just another voice in the wilderness, just saying, "Hey, by the way." <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. So now here's the problem. This is this is the boat without a rudder. Mm-hmm. You, know, you ever heard of you know you've heard of being up a creek on the boat without a paddle? <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> that's right. kind of where they are. That's right? kind of yep. No, exactly. <laughs> it's like they they have no direction. Yeah. There's no there's no there's no. Um, they built a building without a foundation; it's going to fall down mm-hmm. on the sand. Right? right. This is an illustration in the parable of the building built on the rock versus the building built upon the sand. Mm-hmm. They built a building upon the sand, and it's going to fall down. Sand shifts. Well, what does that indicate? It, it well because the opinions of men shift because mm. they're not they're created beings. They're not capable of determining truth in and of themselves. Right. 
because they don't they're, they're not eternal holy righteous omnipotent omniscient omnipresent so forth being they're not they're mm-hmm. not they're, they're, they're so they they're capable human beings capability to come to truth mm-hmm. and do it consistently and accurately is non-existent mm-hmm. apart from the revelation of god he's foundation you see if you have no god you have no truth if you have no god you have no reality mm, that's great yes so any any, any uh, concept that we come up with, anything that we perceive with our five senses, that's our perception. Right. It's not a it's not a true it, it, not a true reality. Here's why: because if there's no God, then there's no way to determine if what we are seeing and what we're experiencing in life is real. It could be a videotape playing in our mind. Mm, and, that's true. And creating a world which is not real. It's right. an illusion. Absolutely. You know, we could, there could be a mass psychosis hallucination worldwide, and everything we're experiencing and seeing, it's just all perception. Yeah, right. Because if there's no God, <clears throat> that's highly possible. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have no way of determining determining because you're in it's a you know it's a closed uh, environment, right? You're right. in that environment, a, cl- a closed circuit. I can't, I can't remember what they call it. Anyway, it's so you're in it, and so you don't you can't go outside of it and look from the outside and say, right. "Oh, I see clearly now," because we're in. This reality of ours, we're incapable of looking at it in, a, in an objective manner. Mm, that's a great point. Yep. Because of that, we're unable to determine reality or truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, when it comes to truth, whose truth? Mm. You have your truth, I have my truth, that person has their truth, all based upon perception. Yep, Why? Because of limited beings. We cannot determine universal truth. Right. Right. Right? So so criticisms against the Bible, criticisms against Christianity, oh, it's just a bunch of superstition, all that. My thought is when when they attack like that is, well, thank you for your opinion based upon your view of reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't determine truth. That's right. So your attacks on the Bible are mute. Right. They have no power because you're a created being like me. Mm-hmm. So how, how? What makes you right? Right. Right. You know what divine revelation do you have from a higher power? From well, God by definition is the highest most ultimate being that could exist. So where is your ultimate being that gives you reality? They don't have one. They have to borrow from the Christian worldview, bro. You know that. And that's we all. Know that. Because you know why they borrow from the Christian worldview? <laughs> because it's the only place they can go to find stability. Right. 
Right. Otherwise, everything is chaos. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why they, like you said, they borrow from it, but they, they want to borrow it, you know, according to their conditions and, you know, their feeling and intuition, which by the way, you know, and, and I'm going back to the liber, uh, libertarian uh, theology, uh, the liberal theology, the progressive theology. What does the Bible warn us about even trying our happiness or, you know, God, what would you, Jeremiah. Above all things, the heart is deceitful, desperately wicked. Who can know it? Secondly, do not lean on your own knowledge, your own intuitions. There's a reason why God set those truths, because he knows us. He knows everything in our mind before you even thought it, mm -hmm. right? So right. there's no other way. And, and this is where the church you know, needs to come up big, especially when we have brothers and sisters, you know, that are being taught correct theology, but are struggling that we can come right next to them aside, but, you know, next to their side and then and help them out, help them in guidance, help them in understanding with wisdom and discernment to, they can, you know, start learning the proper way of uh, understanding the truth of the word of God, instead of being out there and just being confused and having nobody to, you know, find counsel, comfort in, and, 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 and understand these things, bro. Because like uh, Timothy says, we can easily be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And how many winds of doctrines that we see has tossed the church? I mean, this is God refining his church, but at the same time, how much do we see of that? Since the beginning. <laughs> so. We see it because people are not grounded in basic epistemology. Mm -hmm. And epistemology being, how do we know what we know? It's the study of knowledge. Yeah. How do we know what we know? Yeah, absolutely. Right? The, the unbeliever who denies even the existence of God has no way to answer that question. Yeah, very true. Very true. You no, know, but the, but the believer with divine revelation points to that divine re revelation and says, "Here's how we know what we know." Right. It's it's given to us by our Creator. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right. Amen. That's right. Knowledge is given to us by our Creator, and He is the source of all truth. He is the source of all reality. There is no reality or truth outside of Him. You so we have to be grounded it. in that. So Christians err because they step outside of that truth, and they try to deter. They try to establish their own truth, right? Based upon this confusion that they have, half half you know one foot in the scriptures and the other foot in the world. Mm -hmm. You can't straddle the fence. You can't have two masters. You will serve the one and deny the other. Right. right, Jesus told his disciples, and it's true. If you have one foot in the scriptures and the other foot in the world, and that's your worldview, you're a very miserable and confused individual. <laughs> you like know, you said earlier, it's chaos, bro. If we take a cup chaos. of oil yeah. and a cup of water and try to mix them together, we got chaos. <laughs> it's yeah. chaos well, in a bowl, right? They don't mix. They don't mix. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly how our Christian worldview with the secular worldview is. They do not mix. No, and, and anybody who tries to mix them just brings misery upon themselves. Right, absolutely. You're going you're gonna to have to be in one side or the other. Yeah, there's never going to be peace, first of all. No. You're never going to find no. peace in that. And so, 
So you, you go to the scriptures to be grounded in reality. And mm -hmm. you go to the scriptures to be grounded in truth. Because it is the revelation of the Creator to us. Amen. Right? Um, so outside of that, all we has, have is our observations. We've got science. Yeah, science is based upon observation. And yep. so we're limited being created. We had a beginning. We, we're limited in mind. We're limited in intelligence. We're limited in, in spatial mm -hmm. existence, right? We, we're not right. omnipresent. Um, and so <coughs> science is based, is based upon that. It's based upon our own ability to observe the world around us, and make certain determinations based upon consistency. In other words, um, if you jump off a building, you're going to hit the ground every single time. So there's mm -hmm. consistency. But like I said, you can't even determine that that's reality if you don't have it, a source mm -hmm. beyond yourself to make that determination. It's reality to me. I'll hit the I'll hit the ground and I'll get hurt, right? I'm jumping out of a right. two-story building. I might, you know, break a leg, sprain an ankle. That's my reality. But is it universal reality? Is it mm. is it something that is real universally? Well, is there even a a concept of universal? Yeah, does that right. even exist? You know, you see that, and that's where you end up in a, in unbelieving epistemology you, you end up in a, an eternal quest of questions that you can never find the answers right right you know um it, it just doesn't work well i i i've i've seen this with my own eyes good how how much do you trust your eyes right, right i can tell you i've been to i've been to crime scenes where i've interviewed three different witnesses and all three of them told described the suspect in a different way. Right. Right. I had three different suspects mm. out of one from three different witnesses. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because why? Because of perception. Perception. They, they, right. they weren't lying to me. They were just telling me what their perception gave them. Right. Right. And what their view, how they, or how far away were they? What was there any obstructed views? Right. Did were they? Did they get a clear view of his front, his back, his side? You know, what was he doing at the time? And people have a hard time recalling those things in their perception when the police are talking to them. You know, fifteen minutes later, after they just observed the robbery, and they got uh. And so they're thinking in their mind, I got to tell the officer something, but I'm not 100% sure that I remember what I saw, right? Right, people, right. People aren't trained. They're not trained observers, right? No, they're absolutely not. not. So you get, you know, interview five, interview five witnesses, you can have five different statements. Yeah, right. Perception is that way. It's not anchored in eternal truth. It's perception. Mm. And so you can't determine truth without divine revelation. That was beautiful put together, bro. That is good stuff. So, folks, uh, polyamory, it's alive and well. 
just wanted to make it clear, you know, what our stand is and, you know, look out for these things amongst liberal theology and progressive theology. It's out there. They're going to try to make it uh, something legit that it's not. It's always good to be a Berean and be well prepared and uh, look into these things in scripture. That's all I have to say about that. Good stuff, bro. So I just, let me just say this before uh-huh. you move on. Next time you think of polyamory, or is that how you say it? Polyamory, yes. Polyamory. Folks, just think of a big pile of cow poop in the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> as gross as that sounds, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it's gross, it, it's <laughs> gross but it, yeah, that's no. exactly, exactly the way it is. Absolutely. Okay. Good stuff, brother. Appreciate your thoughts on that. Uh, hey. Uh, uh, your buddy Trump uh, seems like they don't want him in the ballot. I mean, we discussed California, you know, that judge that came out and said, no, I don't think so. You ain't keeping him out of that ballot. Colorado wants to do the same thing. Keep trying to keep him out the ballot because, you know, oh, and they're, they're one of the arguments. Oh, he was guilty of insurrection. He was guilty of promoting the insurrection of uh Whatever the heck it was, <laughs> whatever the what January six, blah 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 blah. <laughs> oh my goodness! They're still trying, bro. I mean, how many months away are we from uh, election, right? And they're still going to be pushing for this stuff. And we discussed this. Even if you take them out of the ballot, uh, don't you think people are smart enough to highlight the bubble that says "other" and then write his name? Spell it out. Hey, hey, Nikki Haley lost to other. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Nevada. That's right. So it, it was like two thirds for other and like one third for Nikki. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I think the category is like none of the above or something like that. Or yeah. The, yeah. None of the list of the candidates. It was something like that that they had on the ballot. And that one in the Republican primary. Because <laughs> Trump wasn't on that. It was just Nikki. Right. Haley, right. And, and she and still lost. <laughs> none of the above candidates. And she lost to none of the above candidates. Uh, <laughs> and Trump. Unbelievable. Trump, he, he went to the caucus. Right. And so the, the caucus is what actually counted. That's where you, the caucus is where you're going to get your electoral uh, votes, right? Uh-huh, right. Right. Right, uh, Nikki. What Nikki did wasn't even. She was trying to. Get, she was trying to walk out of there and say, "I won the primary," which would have meant absolutely nothing because they, they they weren't even going to recognize the primary in Nevada for the Republicans. Right, right. <laughs> but she even lost the primary against herself. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. How do you do oh, that? I, <laughs> you got to be some kind of special, bro, to <laughs> lose like that. Special. I mean. Exactly. I would fire myself. How about that? <laughs> I, I just take my head and go home and go off. I, I give up. <laughs> Bro, I buy an island and go hide in that island and never to be seen I, again. I, That's I'm embarrassing. Gonna a, I'm going to go be in a hermit in the woods somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, the Colorado Supreme Court cited Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, which prohibits individuals from holding office who had sworn an oath to defend the Constitution, who had, and I quote here, 
engage in insurrection or rebellion against the same or giving aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. So apparently everybody in January 6th that was on the grounds is an enemy, bro. Right? To say to say it in a southern fashion, they ain't seen no insurrection yet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They don't know what one of them things is. <laughs> exactly. I, first That's thing I said, first thing I, I, they got something coming, <laughs> bro. And the first thing I think of, did you see like, uh, like when there's school shootings, do you see anybody running around with their rifle trying to shoot everybody, you know, in the building on that day? I don't remember seeing anybody running around with guns trying to gun people what, down what, or anything like that. Uh, the insurrection, quote unquote, that took place on January six. Oh, oh. I'm just saying. Did you see? I, I give more legit. Yeah, they make you know this place to be, you know, a holy ground. You know, oh, they they went in the building when it's, it's a like temple. It's, it's the temple. temple the yeah, oh, it's this temple of <laughs> exactly. That's how they're treating it's it, bro. The loud. You have you have yeah. defiled the temple. <laughs> Yeah, so they're making it see like the worst thing that's ever happened. Like, you know, oh, about you know, 9-11 is worse than 9-11. It's worse than uh, the school shootings. And I would think, I didn't see anybody running around with a gun trying to shoot or rifles trying to shoot people in the building. Yeah, it's, all, it's already been proven that there was no incorrect. Oh, didn't bro. even occur. Trump had no. nothing to do with it. I know. Never been, never been convicted of one. What they're doing right. is totally and utterly unconstitutional. Right, right. That, and, that, and they know it. They know it. And they're playing the game. They're playing, they're playing the political the game, game exactly. trying to get that man out of contention or they anything like it, by any means necessary. They, they right? Care. Yeah, right. absolutely. Exactly. But I thought that was funny reading that article. I'm like, oh, Colorado's doing it too, huh? Uh, okay, yeah, whatever. Join the bandwagon. Yeah, join the bandwagon. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, he's going to be a write-ins, a bunch of write-ins, whatever. Actually, no, I'll no, vote for him. I'll, I'll do the bubble, no, and then I'll go to other, lose. and I'll put his name too. <laughs> They're going to lose in court. The Supreme Court's going to shoot, shoot this whole thing down if they haven't already done it. Oh, absolutely. If they yeah, lost in somebody, California, somebody Colorado, yeah, come on. I mean, I'm <clears throat> you know what? It's Colorado. prudes. Yeah. Well, bro, it's it's you know, it's Colorado. Virtue signaling. Bro, it, I was going to say, bro, it's Colorado. They're probably so high they don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> It started with a city like California. <laughs> <laughs> They're so high, you know, because the marriage of one is so legal there. What's that Come song? on. I can't find my way home. Remember yeah. that song? Yes. That's right out of that song, man. Exactly. <laughs> Until I realized that. Wow. 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 You know what I'm talking about. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We have too much fun when it comes to these things, bro. It's just becoming like the running joke now. <laughs> oh, it's, this is this is the most comical election cycle I think I've ever seen. Trump's already won this thing. Yeah. I've never in my life, I'm 63 years old, and I've never in my life seen a primary where <laughs> a candidate has already won it by, by the time he leaves Iowa. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, he didn't have to go to New Hampshire. He'd already won it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like it was over. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly, bro. And over. then you, and then you got Biden coming out rejecting the claims that he's mentally unfit to be president. So what does he do? He'll stand there. I am mentally. 
Well, I'm about to say, was he he was coherent enough to say that? <laughs> I'm just thinking he just went. He uh, actually got that out of his mouth. <laughs> I apparently so. In a, in a, in a, in a sentence. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, and an understandable <laughs> sentence. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Without and, jumbling the words. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought that was so uh, funny. Like, really? Come on. <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. Oh, um, it's like watching a comic. It's comical, bro. It's so comical. It's not uh, even funny. If it wasn't oh, so tragic, bro. it'd be funny. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but hey, bro, I'm conservative. Shouldn't that be enough? No. Come on, bro. That's what we should fish in. If I'm conservative, no. I should be good no. in the evangelicalism, right? No. I'm good with God. You know, I'm already okay. conservative. Yeah, you're you egging me on, so I'll just go ahead and say it. All right, well, let me tell you. You got less than 10 minutes to take us through that spiel, and then you can close us out. Jeez, that's like me trying to go through constitutional law in three minutes tonight. Anyway. <laughs> no, being conservative is not good enough. Conservatives can be bribed, bought, blackmailed, and intimidated, just like their liberal counterparts. Right? Same thing. Mm-hmm. What we need is God-fearing, God-honoring warriors who cannot be bought, bribed, blackmailed, or intimidated. All right, so break it down for us. What does that look like? That looks like men and women of integrity. They have, the, they have the courage of King David. They have the wisdom of Solomon, Ooh. right? Mm -hmm. They have uh, the armor of God. They have, um, there's one I'm missing that I mentioned before, and I can't think of it. Righteousness. The righteousness. No, the, the integrity of the martyrs. Oh, that's a very good yeah, one. Yeah, the integrity yes. of the martyrs. Because the martyrs had enough integrity to go to their death without compromising. Mm, that's a great point, yes. Yeah, without, without denying their Lord, right? Right. Are we willing to go to our death? On our principles, or mm. do we just throw our hands up, or we just bend because the pressure's too big, too heavy? Right. What right. we need is, in, we said it before, what we need is integrity in government. More than brains, more than money, more than party loyalty, we need integrity. <clears throat> That's what's missing. Mm. That's a great point, bro. Because especially in that realm, the political realm, how many people, you know, they're not involved in politics, like to throw out the label, I'm a Christian, Christian, right? I believe in God. But we are looking for action, integrity, uh, your wisdom. Where is the righteousness? Where is the moral compass? Where is the standing on the truth of some of these views that are out there and you standing on the truth of the word of God compared to giving in to these things that are popular, right? It's not going to make you look bad. Your numbers will go down if you go against this, against that. So that's, that's huge, bro. That is huge. And I'm glad that, and by the way, folks, my brother, I actually even posted this on our, uh, uh, Facebook page, uh, brother came up with a great video in regards to what we were just talking about, meaning that being conservative is not sufficient. You don't get extra cookie points for being conservative or you don't get, no. you don't How get milk people, with your cookies. Okay. 
Yeah. How many people, how many conservatives have been elected, gone into office in Washington, D.C., and turned out to be snakes? Lots and lots of them throughout history. Yeah. But that's not good enough. Yep. We need integrity. And only women, only men and women of God will have integrity. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. See, that wasn't so painful. That was good. And slit right in there. No, not painful you and me. I think some people might find it quite painful. Oh no, it's it's gonna hurt, bro. We ain't popular for for uh, you know saying these things. On the contrary, it's like what? What did you guys say? What? Yeah, folks, yeah. we are we're always gonna stand in the truth of the word of God, even when it's painful to us. Why? Because we don't care about our feelings and intuitions. We care what the Bible says and what we're instructed to do by the word of God. So therefore. We are always going to be throwing at you integrity, righteousness, conviction, have a brokenness over your sin. Why? Because that's the way we are to live. We are to live as of men and, and women, of, uh, in the image, as we are made in the image of God, to be bearers of that image and show that image around us. And that takes forgiveness, being forgiven, and coming out clean and, and, and being honest. Be honest. That's a big time uh, uh, formula that works. So good stuff, bro. Man, this podcast went fast, bro. Any last uh, thoughts before fast. we close down? Uh, we'll just leave it there. We'll we'll leave a, more ammo for the next podcast. So yeah. So remember, folks, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. And we'll see you next podcast. And we will definitely catch you on the flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic. It is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at thevortexapologetic.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all major podcast providers. Just search for The Vortex Apologetic, and there you will find us. Thank you again, and remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. God bless.